Okay, so we are trying to understand the reason why Rosh Hashanah has two days, why these two days are considered halachically and Kabbalistically as one day, both of the same theme. And in this process, we began learning about a um, phrase in our prayers, this is the day of the beginning of your works. And even though Rosh Hashanah is not the day of the beginning of creation, but nevertheless, since the purpose of creation is that we should make a home for Hashem, and the one who makes the home is, is the Jewish people, is man, therefore, the day of the beginning of Hashem's creation, when is the beginning of the, of the fulfillment of the purpose of creation? The creation of man. So when man is renewed on Rosh Hashanah, there's a renewal not only in him, but in all of creation. Let's go now to page 123. On Rosh Hashanah, there is a renewal of all of creation. And... The renewal is not just a renewal of their existence, but it's also, re, re, all creation is renewed in a way that their purpose is highlighted. In other words, the renewal is happening there, the creation of man, because man is the one who fulfills the purpose of creation and makes the home for Hashem in the world. So there is a, the renewal of Rosh Hashanah is in a way that, you, that there's a focus on why creation is here. There, everything is renewed in the day of the creation of man because man is the one that brings creation to its fulfillment, to its purpose. Next page. So since Rosh Hashanah is about the renewal of creation, and again, where there's a focus on the purpose of creation, it's only logical to say that the that the, the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah, which is the way we serve Hashem on this day, this is what triggers the renewal of all creation. This is the thing that makes it happen. It makes sense that in this mitzvah that we do on Rosh Hashanah, we see this idea of making home for Hashem in the lowest realm. It must be about something about the mitzvah of shofar that that displays this this. Um, idea of the purpose of creation. We, we, we must see in this mitzvah something that's emblematic of God's purpose in creation. He wants a home in the lowest realm. How do we see in Shofar this, um, this purpose of creation that Hashem wants to have a home, home in the lowest realms? How do we see in the Shofar? Abir Bezad, the explanation is this. The mitzvah of the day is to blow the shofar. And the Ramam says, although this mitzvah is something which is super rational, it's something the Torah tells us to do, which is beyond our, our understanding, but there's something that the Torah is hinting to with this mitzvah that we can't understand. And that is this. The mitzvah of shofar is telling us, wake up those who are asleep. Wake up from our, in other words, our engrossment in things which are petty, and do tshuva, search our ways, and look out and pay attention to what really matters. That's what the chauffeur is telling us. Wake up. It's a wake-up call. Maimonides mentions this whole thing about the meaning of chauffeur in the laws of tshuva, in the laws of returning to Hashem. So his point is, it seems, to tell us something meaningful for us about this mitzvah. That's his point. So 
why does Rambam, he's not talking about shofar, he's talking about shuva. He's talking about shuva, and he's, and he's saying, oh, you know, Rosh Hashanah, there's also something about shuva, there's a hint in the shofar about shuva. He, he, he wants to highlight the meaning of shofar, how there's something meaningful for us and how it relates to shuva. And he begins the conversation by saying, by the way, although it is super rational, why does he start off that way? Why does he start off with that caveat, with that, with that um, opposite point, although it seems like it has no point at all, just Hashem's desire. However, there's something that we can understand. We, his focus is not that it's super rational. His focus is that there's something that is rational, something that we can understand. It's, if the focus of the Ramam is to tell us that what we can learn from it in the laws of tshuva, how this relates to tshuva, why does he preface his remark by saying it's really a super rational mitzvah? What's the point of that? In other words, even if um, the mitzvah of shofar has a reason, even if it wasn't a super rational mitzvah, even if the mitzvah of shofar was something that was logical, Rekabsadi Goin gives ten reasons for the mitzvah of shofar. He says the reason for the mitzvah of shofar is to coronate the king. It's a, it's a coronation um, ceremony on Rosh Hashanah. We're coronating Hashem. And we blow the shofar, you blow the trumpet to coronate the king. It's a celebration of the, of the king's new leadership. So there's a reason for this mitzvah. It's not just a super rational mitzvah. That's what Rabbi Goyen says. That's what the Avudraham mentions. So even if it wasn't super rational, you could also have um, other things the mitzvah hints to. Like, there's some mitzvahs which have, uh, which are essentially super rational, and they also have th- things we can learn from. There are mitzvahs which have reasons, and they also have other allusions in them that are not directly connected to their reasons. So even if the mitzvah shofar is about coronation, let's say it's a mitzvah with a reason, like Rapsadi Goen says, it's a mitzvah, it's a logical mitzvah. There still could be a, it doesn't contradict what the Ramam says that that's about shuva. It's about coronation, and it's also a hinting to us that we need to wake up. So why does the Ramam emphasize that it's super rational? It, it's, the fact that it is or isn't super rational has no bearing on its message about waking up. So what must Ramam be trying to tell us? The Ram wants to tell us that there are two components of the shofar. There is a component of shofar which is super rational. And there is a, a message, a hint, in shofar, that we have to do teshuva, we have to wake up. There's two components in this mitzvah. And we'll see these two components in this mitzvah are relevant to understanding why this mitzvah is emblematic of the purpose of creation. How does the fact that the shofar is super rational, and the fact that it has a message for us, those two components in shofar, how does that relate to the purpose of Hashem in creation, that Hashem wants to have a home in the lowest realm? Let's see. The Medrash says this. Shlomo Amalek said, I thought I would understand it, but it's far from me. Shlomo thought that he would be able to understand the mitzvah of the red heifer, of Paraduma, but he couldn't. Only Moshe Rabbeinu, 
was able to understand the reason for the red heifer, because Hashem told him, I'm going to tell you the reason. So although the mitzvah of Paraduma is a super rational law, it's not completely above logic, because Moshe Rabbeinu knew the reason. Shlomo didn't know the reason, but Moshe did. So we see that the, although this mitzvah is called a super rational law, it's not completely above logic. There's something in this mitzvah which is logical. Right? You hear? Moshe Rabbeinu, Shem said to him, I'll tell you the reason. So don't think the red heifer is completely, um, has no logic whatsoever. There is a reason. Moshe knew it. And that is what the Rambam wants to tell us by, by, his, by his prefacing the meaning of shofar for us by, with telling us that it is really a super rational thing. What does Rambam want to say? Rambam is saying, do not think that the mitzvah of shofar is a logical one. It has a reason. And the reason I'm not telling it to you is because I'm not allowed to or because of some other reason. Rambam wants to tell you it's don't think the mitzvah shofar is something that's logical. It has a reason that can't be explained. Rather, it is completely above logic. It's not that it has a reason and the reason is not allowed to be revealed. It's not that it has a reason that something preventing us from knowing the reason Rather, it is completely above logic. Why is that? That the mitzvah of shofar is completely above logic. This is because the mitzvah of shofar, the blowing shofar, is a very, very lofty thing. It's completely above any relationship to logic and reason. The mitzvah of shofar is above and beyond all connection to logic. What do we say yesterday about Hashem's desire for creation? So two things. Number one is, we don't know why He wanted. It's a desire beyond logic and reason. Ah, so the mitzvah shofar highlights that component. It's a mitzvah beyond logic and reason. We don't know the reason for it. Just like God has a desire for a home in this world. And we don't know why. So shofar is emblematic of God's desire for creation. We don't know why to blow shofar. Shofar is now we don't, not just we don't know why. It's a mitzvah which is beyond logic and reason. It's completely above logic. It's a very lofty thing, above logic and reason. Just like God desired a, a home in this world, it's a, His desire is beyond logic and reason. It, it, it precedes logic and reason. So, so to the mitzvah shofar is also beyond logic and reason. Yeah? And yet there's a hint, to, uh, there's a hint in this mitzvah. And yet, in this mitzvah, there is a hint to what God wants us to do in this world. The hint is, says Ramam continues, this mitzvah is about waking up. This mitzvah is, waking up means to let go of things that don't belong in our life. Wake up and let go of the things that don't belong. Shofar also means, the word shofar comes from shfar, shapru, make your deeds better. So shofar is about turning away from evil, letting go of the things that don't belong, wake up. And shofar is also about enhancing our behavior, doing good. Shofar has both components of everything we're supposed to do in the service of Hashem. And that is why the Raman puts together these two things. He says on the one side, he says it's super rational. And in the very same sentence he says, but there's a message for us. What does Ram want to tell us? 
אש העצם עניין שעות קשב ומים מטעם ובא מחשבם גלויים בכל זה מגיעים מדע גזוע די ויסון דווקא. Although this mitzvah is essentially beyond logic and reason, it's, it's beyond any kind, of, any kind of light and revelation of godliness, it's beyond. Yet, what allows us to reach this mitzvah, or reach the level that this, that this mitzvah reveals, it's specifically through, through us, although it's beyond logic and reason, although it's such a high thing, nevertheless, the way to, for us to connect to it, the, the way is through... We can connect to it. It's our service of Hashem that connects to it. This is exactly similar to Hashem's desire for creation. We don't know why He wanted it, because His desire is beyond logic and reason. Not just we don't know why. It, it, there is no reason. It's a desire beyond logic why Hashem wants a home in this world. But yet, who is the one who achieves this home? Us. Although it's something which is so lofty, it's coming from God's essence, and it can't be explained, it's beyond explanation, it's higher than the realm of logic. Yet, who is the one who achieves this home? It's us. Similar with Shofar. Although the Mitzvah Shofar is from a level beyond logic and reason, it's a desire of Hashem, it's beyond any kind of definition, yet we, with our service of Hashem, we connect to it. We connect to this level. See what the Ram is saying. Ram is saying, on the one hand, it's a decree of Hashem beyond logic and reason. It can't be explained. It's similar to God's desire to have a home in this world, which is beyond logic and reason. On the other hand, the Mitzvah Shofar hints to what we're supposed to do. Why does it hint to what we're supposed to do? Because what connects us to this lofty, lofty level is what we're doing. Our mitzvahs are turning away from evil, are doing good. That connects us to this, this very loftiest of levels. So it's exactly a tune. Next page. So it's exactly in sync with the whole purpose of creation that is renewed on Rosh Hashanah. It's a desire beyond logic and reason, and yet we're the, it's, it's something that we achieve. Vihine. When Rosh Hashanah falls on on Shabbos like this year, this component that we are causing Hashem to be our king, that we, are, we, that we play a central role in Hashem's coronation, it's missing because we don't blow the shofar. Although Shabbos achieves what shofar is meant to achieve, as Chassidus explains at length, that shofar is about God's pleasure. And Shabbos is also about pleasure. There's still something missing. What's missing? Hashem wants us to achieve His home. He wants us to be the ones to make this home for Him. So although it could be achieved, and it is achieved through Shabbos, there's still something lacking. Because what's happening is, the renewal of the world is with the power of Shabbos. We don't make Shabbos holy, we make holidays holy. Shabbos is holy by itself. So what's causing the renewal and creation is not what we're doing, it's rather what God is doing. So the idea of the theme of blowing the shofar, the fact that we're involved, 
which is the essence of Rosh Hashanah, is about that man is the center. The man is the one who triggers this, the fulfillment of God's desire. Where do you see this this year? Only on day two of Rosh Hashanah. Only in day two of Rosh Hashanah, when we build a shofar, do we see this emphasis on us. So the theme of Rosh Hashanah isn't seen in the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It's only seen on day two of Rosh Hashanah. Although Shabbos takes the place of the shofar, literally, in every aspect, Shabbos replaces the shofar, yet, we don't hear the shofar in our, in our physical ears. We don't have an inspiration from the blowing of the shofar on day one of, shofar, on day one of Rosh Hashanah. On the other hand, on day two of Rosh Hashanah, when we, act, when we actually do build the shofar, we could hear the sound of the shofar in our physical ears. Others can hear it too. Even non-Jews hear it. And it hints to and it tells us about, it reminds us how God is the king of the entire world. How Hashem is the king of all kings, and we are um, to remember his sovereignty. That's what we hear on day two of Rosh Hashanah. So, the second day of Rosh Hashanah clearly has an advantage in displaying the whole theme of Rosh Hashanah that's beyond the first day. The first day is about God, so to speak, uh, carnating himself. Shabbos replaces us. Yes, it does, but isn't the whole point that we should do something? And if that's the whole point, then something's missing and they won. But day two of Rosh Hashanah, where we, we're, we're actually blowing the shofar, we can hear it, and inspires us, and, and reminds us to accept upon ourselves God's sovereignty, and, um, and reminds us of the, of the shofar of, of, at the time of the giving of the Torah. Um, so, so we have something on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, that highlights the theme of Rosh Hashanah more than the first day. And this is the advantage. In this year, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, we see more the emphasis on us, on our service, than we do when Rosh Hashanah falls out on any other, other days of the week. Why? In those days, in those years, rather, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on one of the other weekdays, so the main things achieved, the main um, renewal of creation is achieved through the midst of the day, through blowing the shofar. But when it falls on Shabbos, it's not achieved through man, it's achieved through the Shabbos. And yet, although it's achieved through Shabbos, we tell man, although on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, it was a renewal of the all of creation. Everything was cr- renewed through Hashem, through the day of Shabbos. Nevertheless, despite all that, your job is necessary. And when day two comes, you have to build the shofar. So, in day, so in this, this year, we see even more the emphasis on man. Although God did something on day one, it's not enough. On other years, you don't see how God, how, how on other years, it's about man doing, serving Hashem, okay. But you, you don't see, there's no contrast in other years. M- man is doing what man does, and we don't see God doing anything. This year, because we see God incarnating, causing the carnation because of the Shabbos, 
So on day two of Rosh Hashanah, we see highlighted the contribution of men that surpasses what happens through Shabbos and how that's still necessary. It's not enough what happened day one. Hashem wants our service. What's the message for us? The message for us is this. The, um, the reason why we have to serve Hashem, it's not specifically in a scenario where there's something that's missing and you're necessary because there's something in the world that's missing. There's something that's lacking in the world. And you're here to, to fulfill a lack, to fulfill, to, 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 um, there's a fault, there's a lack, there's, a, there, there's something that's deficient, and your service of Hashem is critical because there's something that's missing. That's not the way we're supposed to look at our service of Hashem. Everything is fine. Everything is perfect. There are tzaddikim taking care of things. Hashem is called a tzaddik of the world. He's, doing, he's taking care of, of, of the service. He's taking care of what has to happen in the creation. Nevertheless, although there, is, there are people, in other words, which are much greater than us, who are serving Hashem, nevertheless, Hashem says to us, I want you anyways. It's not because there's something that's lacking. There's, in, in so much so, your service of Hashem is so important that it's not perfection. Although God's doing it, Sadiqim are doing it. But without you, it's not perfected. So in other words, we're not only needed when there's no one else serving Hashem, when there's no one else getting it done. Even when someone else is doing something, even though when Sadiqim are doing something, even when Hashem is doing something, Hashem still wants us to be involved, and without us being involved, there's something that's lacking. Even Gan Eden. God put man in, in Gan Eden, right? Adam was put in Gan Eden. What did God say to man? I want you to work on the garden and to guard the garden. There's something that's missing without man's contribution to Gan Eden. And we see this also according to Kabbalah, on day one of Rosh Hashanah, what happens? There's elevation of the inner vitality of creation. On day two of Rosh Hashanah, <clears throat> there is an elevation of the external, the physical, the material parts of creation. So when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, our service of Hashem is highlighted. On day one, when things happen through Shabbos, things happen by Hashem accomplishing things by giving us the Shabbos you don't see in the physical world the, the blowing of the shofar there's no bracha, there's no shechiyanu but the next day when a person blows the shofar he makes a bracha and he says you have sanctified us with your commandments you have commanded us, you have connected us the word commandment in Hebrew comes from the word connection, a mitzvah connects us with Hashem and Usually, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on, on the other days of the week, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, you don't, um, you, you need, there's a question if you could say Shachiyano on the second day, because you already said Shachiyano on the first day, and therefore, the one who blows the shofar has to wear a new garment in order, in order that his bracha should work. But on, uh, but on this, in this year, there's something that's obviously novel, something that's obviously remarkable that happens on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. There's a new bracha that said, there's a shachiyonu. The, the one who blows a shofar this year does not have to wear a special garment, a new garment. Why? Because he didn't blow shofar on the first day. But spiritually, the reason you, have to blow, you don't have to wear, why, why there's an obvious shachiyonu, why there's an obvious celebration on the second day of Rosh Hashanah is because there's something that's new that's happening. Day one of Rosh Hashanah is God's making a home for himself by him giving us the Shabbos. Day two of Rosh Hashanah, there's something brand new, something that's, that's, that wasn't there before. 
something that's, that deserves a shachiyonu. And that is that a Jew takes a shofar and makes a bracha, and he crowns Hashem as king over all creation. So, in short, what we learned today is there's something unique about what man does, and, and that's a necessary component of Hashem's desire for a home in this world. He, Hashem wants us to be a part of, um, of this, um, of this of his home is only achieved through our, our efforts. And in the midst of Shofar, we see this um, convergence of these two things, and that two components in God's desire for home in this, in this, in this world. On the one hand, we see that it's a, a, a desire beyond logic and reason. On the other hand, it hints to our service of Hashem. Hashem's desire for a home in, in this world is a desire beyond logic and reason. And who is the one who makes his home? Us. And this year, because Rosh Hashanah had, it falls out on Shabbos, we see a contrast. How the second day of Rosh Hashanah, where we do a mitzvah, we carnate Hashem, how that's something that's, 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 that's still necessary after day one, although Hashem made a home ready for himself. But it's still necessary because what we do is, is beyond, so to speak, what Hashem does. Hashem asks us to carnate him. Hashem begs us, I want you to carnate me, because something that you do that, that, that I, so to speak, cannot do myself. L'chaim. Anything of you,